right. I, I, you know, I, I, we, we always talk to producer Rick before, and, and I, did, I didn't even want to tell him, buddy, you're in for a ride. What a, well, no, because Renee goes, when, when Renee comes to me and goes, we got lots to talk about. I'm like, because normally, normally Renee's always like, um, uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about. What are we going to talk about? And, and Steve, what are we going to do? And uh-huh. I'm worried. Is, we didn't, you know, not much happened. This time she was like, oh my what God. What are we talking we're, about? What are we not talking about? Oh my God. Well. What are we oversharing? What are we? Dude, it was, <laughs> it was, it was a blessing and a curse. We, we ended up um, getting iced in is the, is the name for it. Yes. Um, Luckily, I mean, you came home. Where were you? Where were you when you came home off the road? I don't know, was it Cleveland? Kansas City? Kansas City. Got got home, and then they were like, hey, everybody bear down. And I'm sure Rick went through it. Did you did you keep power, Rick? We lost power for, I would say, six hours. Oh, you bitches. Oh. We- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was in Florida when that shit happened. But dude, we lost power for three days. So yeah, I mean it was it was in the oh, beginning. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't say we. Our home lost power for three days. You were in California. Well, hang on. I was home with the children. Well, let's get to that. Let's, let's get, get, to, get that. to that. We well, first of all, you know Hi, welcome. We just skipped that. Yes, part. welcome, by the way. <laughs> um, first of all, it was it was kind of cool because I was missing the kids. We had been on the road a lot. Garrett was getting real emotional. Garrett was missing me. I was missing him. It feels like it's been a long stretch since we traveled with you. Um, So when they canceled school, I'm like, well, great. Like, I'll hang out with my kids. So when we filmed last week's podcast. We were frozen in. We were frozen in. Rick was like, hey, can we do it at this time? And I was like, well, we might be able to. You, I might have Delilah in my lap because yeah, I don't know uh, if childcare is going to be able to get to yeah, me. Miss Lori can't get here. We're, we're, we're literally iced in. So, man, we had, we had a wonderful Sunday, a wonderful Monday, a wonderful Tuesday. The kids uh, didn't go to school. Kids, we like we just, had them in our bed in the morning and just played around. It, it, it was really, it was really a, a blessing for like... Nobody around. Yeah. Just us. And I was so tired yeah. and worn down with all the projects we have going. I was Everything like, stopped. I was grateful. Yeah. Everything stopped. We had nobody working on the guest house. We had nobody working on the, the barn outside. It was a nice pause. Yeah. Lori wasn't here, which was nice. You know, we, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it really was like a, like a pause. It almost felt like Christmas again, right? When you just like stay in your PJs and the whole world Nothing is quiet. Nothing to do. We watched movies. We played games. We had, we had the neighbors over, both neighbors on either side. We had them over. We played gestures An impromptu one night. family game night. Had a yeah. blast with that, right? So it, it, it was really, really cool. Now You kept saying, you were like, how nice is this? This is like good nice. quality family time. So now we have to back up. So Garrett's teacher sent home a book for the kids to for us to read to the kids yes and i have to recommend it our our district does this thing called um like it's a family reading thing and district-wide they choose a book every year and for a month they say like follow along read this chapter to this chapter this night it's like a like a book club but it's for the whole district i I just love garrett too he's like dad we're behind (laughs) we're behind dad and i'm like okay buddy we'll catch you up but i love he was into it you know but the the book was Crenshaw, by the way. It's called Crenshaw. And, and I, we're getting very close to books that I will not be able to read to Garrett. <laughs> like, 
It's a real book, man. Like it was like <laughs> it's called a chapter book, babe. It's a chapter book. <laughs> no pictures, nothing. Right. Um, so I would read, and 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 it was cool when I would read, but because I got into it. Uh-huh. You yeah, know? you do. They chose good books. They and choose I, good and books. And I'm like, well, I'm like, Garrett, what I miss? Like, cause you know, when I'm gone or whatever. But it's a it's a it, to make a long story short, it is a story about a family that ends up losing their home and having to move in in their minivan. Yeah. The dad gets hurt, he can't work, mom is doing the best she can to keep the lights on. Can't get keep it together. Their kids this, are legitimately hungry. Like they get their meals hungry, at school. You know, and, and this young boy creates this um, imaginary friend. Mm-hmm. And the imaginary friend is the one that he's talking to and going through this experience with. It's his um, it's his emotional comfort, like a imaginary support support animal. Right. So now you know that we're reading a book about a family that ends up basically homeless. They have to live out of their car. So now you know that. So Wednesday, um, what did I, where did I come back from? I came back from somewhere. You were in, you were in Kansas city. No, no, no. But Wednesday when the lights went out. Oh, I don't know. Did you have like oh, a one day gig somewhere? I ran out to punch to, to get, get shirts. to get shirts. And then I, I, Raul I Western wear yeah, shirts. So as soon as I got back, I see that literally our house lights just the whole as neighborhood. You're, you're driving click, into the neighborhood. Yeah. Click gone. Right. So Renee calls, she's like, hey, uh, you need to come home. Lights just went out. I'm like, I'm home. I saw the lights go out, uh-huh. came in. And of course, of course, we're like, well, look, it's going to be an hour or two hours, you know, maybe 30 Well, they minutes. even sent you a notification. They're like, you sign into the app for our electric company and it's like power back on at 11. Right. So we're like, okay, no problem. We'll Nobody put deal. all the kids in our bed, a lot yeah. of blankets. We had the house warm and toasty. The but fireplace it started had been lit. to freak Garrett out. Yeah. And Garrett got really nervous and really emotional and well this is the first time like rick said we have been really lucky all the other snowmageddons and everything we've been traveling on the road so this is the first time he's experienced a power outage he didn't even really understand exactly what it meant like he thought the tvs would still work or we'd still have internet right this was you know in our other home we've never lost power yeah you know um so you know, for this to happen, you know, you could tell, and I had already, I already had gone full dad. I, I had already charged my, my, um, drill battery and I have a I light. I have a drawer that has tons we, of flashlights. You know, we, were, we were on it. So each kiddo had their own flashlight, like their little lightsaber. At first it was like kind of cool. Well, not, but not for Garrett. Not like, for Garrett. Garrett Delilah's like flashing it everywhere. He was getting really emotional and, and really scared. I said, Garrett, are you okay, buddy? And he's like, well, what's going to happen? And I go, I go, buddy, you know, in a few hours. You know, then it turned into, you know what, man, by the time we wake up, we're going to have lights. Now, yeah. the crappy part is I had to leave Thursday morning. And it happened at eight o'clock at night. It happened at bedtime. At, at bedtime, I wake up, still no lights. <laughs> and I, you know, it's the macho in me. I'm like, babe, I can stay. And then Renee looks at me like, what the fuck are you going to do? Are <laughs> so you going to climb the pole and fix it yourself? Like, I'm a grown up. You got to go to work, and if you're flying out, you should go. Yeah, well, you woke up at like 4.30 to catch your flight, and I was like, no power. And you're like, just do what you got to do. I'll handle it. Well, Renee calls me up. She goes, man, Garrett's really effed up. 
Like he's really because ha- then then well they also thought they were returning to school on Thursday morning. And then, so we had prepped him for that. You're going back to school. He was so excited to see his teacher because he had been out for a long time because he had strep throat. Right. So it had been like almost what, it had definitely been a week, maybe almost close to two now that he had not been at school. And he was really looking forward to going back. And then it was like, oh, now we're also, we're, we're flipping the switch on that too. There's no electricity and now you're not going back to school. And then I got to go to work and, you know, but I, Renee and I started to realize that in the book Crenshaw, it was lights go out, can't pay the lights. Yeah. We're going to a hotel. So then Renee ended up in a hotel and then Garrett freaked out more because everything, the the, the pattern of events that he just read right. about, about this, a family becoming homeless, living in their car. that they went from the house, couldn't pay the lights, couldn't get the food to now we have to go to a hotel to now we're in a minivan, yeah. homeless. Yeah. Garrett was like, we're fucking homeless. <laughs> It's happening. So I, I just felt terrible. And, and then I, man, I had such a, such a long week. I know. And, I laugh, but he, li- I mean, it was an emotional up and down for him. Compiled he, by the fact that this, this week you were gone for what? Five days? Four days. Four but, days. Well, four and a half, right? With, yeah. with the flying back. But And lately it's been like three days, two, three two days, days, three days, you know? You know? This week in PA, it's, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'm back Sunday, right? Yeah. And, and Renee and I talked about that, man. Four days is just too much. Yeah. You know, but, um, and I wanted to, to have this conversation too. Well, by the way, our lights are back on, obviously. <laughs> and we, we, we are, are not homeless. We are not homeless. Um, and, and Garrett has since recovered. I actually talked to him um, last night about it. Yeah. You know, and, and, I, and he goes, Dad, you know, will you always have work? And I said, I said, I don't know, buddy. I said, but... You know, I'm trying to be really smart. And I said, and even if I stop working today, we will not end up homeless. I said, we've been doing very good. And he goes, okay, I just don't want to be homeless. Oh. So it's like, well, fuck. Thanks, Miss Tribola, well, for no, you sending like, that book I home. Mean, no, like, Miss Tribola didn't pick it. The district did. But um, I, I got emotional. Like when I would read him that book, and I think that probably... I mean... That, that had to be a little scary for him too, but I couldn't help it. I just like when I read... We, we are so blessed and so fortunate. And when you read that book, it really is an example of a family who so is am, working. It's I, not like they just don't care. They're working. They're yeah, trying they're to make trying. things meet and, and, and they I, can't. And this poor little boy, you, you're hearing the story from his point of view and what he's experiencing and how it's all out of his control, which is why he creates this imaginary friend. And I, it just got me, Steve. Like, no, it got me too. It got me. I, I'm so proud of Garrett um, with his his um, social intellect, right? And, and you know, yeah. Garrett would say things like, dad, we're so lucky, right? And dad, I know we have so much. And so I do appreciate that book for the reasons of, hey, here's a, re- here's a story that could be very, very real yeah. that hopefully will make you think and realize that there are people out there they don't have it as good as us. Well, I was right? actually going to email his teacher and the principal and be like, this book really affected our family just the way the timing of when we were reading it and how things aligned. Like it really put it into perspective for really us did. and made us imagine what it must be like to not have electricity and be living in your, you know, like be moving and we weren't living in our car, but like you could, you, we could imagine what that was like. Well, and, and, you know, unfortunately, I think some people have this attitude of like, yeah, that fucking homeless bum, 
you know, what a bum. He's, you know, he drug addict. And it's like, yeah. well, no, man, these people suffer from, from mental health or yeah. there is a, 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 a disability. The dad a had disability, a disability. Or there's a, a line of bad things that happened. Yeah. Right. So like the woman with the tree we talked right. about on last week's podcast, like, and that was the author's intent with this book was like to show that in our society there, there are people living this way and it's not out of lack of desire or right. effort or. Um, so that's why, you know, with, with helicopters for heroes, you know, I can't help everybody, Yeah. you know, but, but if I could help a veteran, you know, because we have, you know, what people don't know is one in every nine homeless people is a veteran. Yeah. That's real. So, so if I can affect and keep somebody from being homeless, that's a veteran, you know, that's kind of, at least I'm doing something I'm trying. Right. But, yeah. um, I actually wanted to talk about this because I, I found it so, so sad, so interesting. Um, I got invited to do the George Lopez podcast Yeah, and, um, I was happy to do it. You went a day early. And you flew into LA a day I, early. I, I, is- I went a day, I went in a day early and you know, mine and George's relationship has been up and down. Mine and George's relationship you know, has been sometimes mad at each other, sometimes having drinks together and, and, and having a good time. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely been up and down. And I, and I have had my, my issues and my frustration with George, um, for various reasons, but I've gotten to the point in my life where, you know, the last conversation that me and him had, we, we kind of hashed it out. Right. Yeah. And I am all about, um, moving forward. Moving forward, you know, forgiving people, trying to, trying to understand him and trying to understand, you know, why he did the things that he did. Um, did you guys talk about the ups and downs on the podcast? A little. Yeah. But I, I wanted to, to tell him, Hey man, I owe you an apology and I owe you an apology because I, I put a lot of pressure on you to help others. And that's not fair. Yeah. It is not up to him. He is not obligated to help others. Now, is it something that he should do, should try to do? Is it something that, that I desperately try to do? However, that's, that's my, that's a, a big focus for me is to Mm -hmm. help others. Right. Does not, doesn't necessarily mean that, that somebody else has to, right. Um, there were times where, I felt like like George was was disrespectful to me or in what way or, or didn't take the time to say hi or talk, you know, and, and now that I am in the position that I'm in, I, I understand a little more. You know, I obviously I'm, I am not as famous as George Lopez. Yeah. Um, but I do understand, you know, one one in particular, um, we're all at the ice house. And George pulled up, right? And we're like, oh, I'm already, I'm in the parking lot. George, I'm like, I know George, yeah. you know? So George gets out of the car. I'm like, George. And he's like, can't talk. And then just like his security, like put him in the green room. And then the security. Blocked it off. Stood off, stood outside the green room. And I'm like, hey man, I want to say hi to George. Like, like he's not saying hi to anybody. Right. Uh-huh. And, and that for a long time, I was like, well, fuck him, dude. Like what a dick. However, now. Now I understand, you know, and now I understand that he wanted to go to the ice house. He wanted to get on stage. He wanted to work out material and he wanted to go home. 
And I realized that when there's 30 comics hanging out, yeah, that if he stops to talk to me, then that means that he has to talk to everybody. Yeah. I also know that, that after the show, when they escort him out of there and put him in his car and he left, and again, you know, security people saying, hey, he doesn't want to talk. Yeah. At that time, I'm like, man, what a, what a fucking dick. And now I'm like, hey, man, I get it. People come at me all the time. Yeah. You know, people want to talk. People want to hang out. And I, I am at the point in my career where I still have that time. I can still do it. Mm-hmm. However, I am learning that that is becoming more and more difficult. You know, I, I, I will say that that I think there was maybe a better way that George could have handled it. Yeah. You know, I, I think that maybe George could have walked by and said, Steve, I, hey, I love all of you. Unfortunately, guys, I'm getting in. I'm getting out. Thanks, guys. Please, 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 please respect me. I just want to do my thing. I love you all. Good luck to you all. Yeah. You know, something. Um, yeah. But, but you're you are a different human. You're a rare breed, Steve Trevino. Yeah, but but as I've as I've grown in my career and and I look at and then and then there was moments where I was like, hey man, you know George has this TV show. Why is he not helping other people? Yeah. And and now I mean that's a big one. But now after talking to George and and him, you know, explaining to me that Steve, I was scared. I was gonna say, what did you learn? Well, he was like, man, he's like, I was scared. You know, I was trying to make it. I was trying to make sure that my show got picked up. He goes, you know, and, and, and he says, man, I, he goes, I wasn't worried about anything or anybody, but, you know, and, and I, making I thought, the air and not ruffling feathers, making the air and, and doing a hundred episodes, you know, and, and he told me a story on the podcast where he said, man, he goes that those fir- those few mu- first few months of preparing for the show, mm-hmm. he said all the actors would hang out separate from him. So he finally went to them and said, guys, like, why, why do you guys not hang out with me? Mm-hmm. You know, I want to hang out with you guys. Like, I want us all to be a team. And one of the actors said, look, man, we're on pilots all the time. We're on pilots all the time. And we don't want to get attached to anything. You know, there's so many pilots that we end up on that don't go anywhere. And then George said, no, I will fight tooth and nail. This show's not going anywhere. So... You know, I understood the pressure of, oh my God, I have this opportunity. I have to focus on this opportunity. And protect it. And and protect it. And then I also know that that a lot of times, especially in a situation like that, you don't have a lot of pull in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, he he was a pioneer. He he was, you know, he was trying to, he was a nobody. Yeah. And I mean that by no offense, but he was a nobody at that time. Getting a show. He didn't have any clout or any power to yeah. do anything, you know? Um, and it sounds like, you know, with this new show that he has, that he has kind of changed his ways and, and has a different attitude towards um, things. And, and he even said like, he's like, Steve, as I get older, I get more confident. I'm more secure in my career. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I have time to, to, he's like, I want to produce now. I want to direct. I want to do stuff. I want to do something with you and your wife. He's like, I think you're great. So yeah. I enjoyed the conversation. Um, He is, he is somebody that is, is done this business and and has succeeded. Um, You know, do I align with him politically? No, I don't. Yeah. Um, But it was amazing. And what the reason I wanted to talk about it was because I put a picture of me and George and the comments that came in 
were unbelievable to me. I gotta say, I was surprised by that. I don't. I mean, I, mean, I don't know why. I just didn't. I didn't realize people had such strong opinions about that. Oh my! I mean, people were like, "Steve, you let me down," and "How dare you hang out with him?" and "Fuck that puto." And I mean, just like I was like, "Holy moly!" Yeah. And then what? What? What bugged me the most was like, "Steve, you disappointed me. Can't follow you now." Or, or Steve, don't align yourself with that sellout, you know, blah, blah. And here's my thought, okay? Yeah. My thought is that I wanted to have a conversation with him. Uh-huh. I find him interesting. Yeah. He is a, a fellow comedian that I have known and have had um, ups and downs mm-hmm. with him for 20 years. Yeah. So I wanted to talk to him. I don't, um, I don't necessarily align with him politically but but that's what scares me the most about where we're at in this country is that that holy moly you're mad at me for hanging out with somebody that has different opinions than me well that's what that's immediately where my brain went is like i don't want to be all hippy dippy about it but i will like can we coexist we need to you know (laughs) we need to and put the bumper sticker on the table like um no i mean you know and 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 it is it is a, a a sad world in my opinion that that we cannot be friends with people who have other opinions. But even you and I, in our own marriage, you and I, politically, sometimes you and I do not see eye to eye. That's okay. And work-wise, you and I do not see eye eye to eye sometimes. And we love each other and coexist. And I'm not saying you have to like love everyone, but I feel like I learn as much. I've been in situations where I have learned as much from someone who feels very differently about something than I do as well as someone who we see eye to eye. Well, and you know, and, and, and to me, like I want to be friends with everybody. Oh, and, I don't and, know if and, I want to be and, friends and, with and everyone. By, but, I'm a no, small, no. but well, no, but what I'm saying is, <laughs> you know, in my opinion, because I love this country and I think that the, that the, the bill of rights and the declaration of independence, um, really did it right. And, and, you know, and, and the, the freedom of speech, you know, and, and I'm all about people being able to voice their opinions. Yeah. They're, that's very American, you know, and I don't have to like your opinions. I don't have to align with your opinions. Yeah. And that's what makes America great. We can both be Americans. We can both have conversations. And I don't have to agree with you. Yeah. You know, and, and, and the fact that people lost their shit because I hung out with somebody that they don't like or don't think is is um politically on on the right side is insane to me yeah you know it's crazy to me and it and it, and it, it, it bums me out because you know i don't you know i know that george is very political that's his thing yeah you have the right to do that you know that's a very american thing to be able to say what you want to say yeah do i agree with some of the things he's done no do i agree with you know, his politics, most of it, no, but we're both comedians. Yeah. And you know what, like on a whole nother level, and I don't know if you even want to take the convo here, but there's a whole nother thing. It is so hard to be a Mexican American in this business. At some point we have to pull together and root for each other if we're going to get anywhere. Well, that was what was, um, uh, really interesting. And, 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 you know, we both disagreed on the podcast because, um, you know, there's a kid right now that's hot, man. I mean, he's he's blowing up. 
He's getting a lot of heat. He's doing really, really well. Very young um, Mexican-American kid who's very funny. Yeah. He's very, very funny. His name is Ralph Barbosa. Bar- Barbosa. And, you know, I started seeing him here and there. I'm watching his stuff. And again, even his comedy uh-huh. doesn't align with, with my views. I don't know him. I haven't seen it. It doesn't align with my views, but he's funny. Yeah. And not only that, he's getting heat at a young age. And I'm the type of guy that I look back and go, there's two kinds of comedians. There's the ones that go, I fucking went through it, so fuck you, you're going to go through it. Yeah. Right? And then there's other guys that go, I went through it, I don't want you to go through it. I didn't, you know, I want to help you, I want to look out for you. I want to try to help and I want to root for you. Yeah. You know, so, you know, sometimes with you, whether you want me to or not. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I look Ralph, you know, I I sent him a message via Instagram just saying, Hey man, congratulations on all your success. I'm loving watching you blow up, you know, but, but George's view on it was no, you don't have to help anybody and we shouldn't help anybody. And Steve, you're not at the top yet. Why would you help him? You know, so we, we had a very, di- you know, difference in opinion really? on, the, on the podcast. Yeah. And, and again, you have the right to your opinion, yeah. you know, and, and even though I disagree with, with that, that attitude, mm-hmm. you know, and I've always said, don't get me wrong. I help those who help themselves. Oh, for sure. Right. I don't help people that don't help themselves. If you are, if you are somebody out there working hard trying to make this comedy thing a career, you know, I'm going to help you. And by the way, regardless of skin color. But if I see a Mexican-American kid who's really talented and really hardworking, I'm going to help him right away as well, right? It's what you're passionate about. I'm passionate about it. But again, regardless of skin color, regardless of who you are, if you are working hard and you are funny, I'm happy to help you. Yeah. You know, because... But, but it was cool because I, I, you know, I wanted, I read a few of the comments last night because the episode has already aired. Oh, has it? I didn't realize that. And it was cool. You know, a lot of people were like, man, I agree with Steve, you know? And by the way, that Ralph kid is, is very funny. Yeah. And Hey George, can you get Ralph on your podcast? You know? Um, wow. So I'm glad that, that we disagreed. Rick, we Um, should have Ralph on our podcast. He's great. You know, he's the, the kid's really funny. Um, there's a few jokes that I'm like, eh, you know, uh, because you know, it, 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 they, it shits on Texas a little and it's, it's, mm. it's a little woke, but that's what these young kids, they're, they're young. You know, yeah. that's what they do, man. These young kids, you know, <laughs> these they, young kids, you know, they do that. You know, these, these whippersnappers, <laughs> you know, these younger, these youngins, these young bucks, you know? Um, so anyway, it, I was just kind of floored at the, at the amount of hate that not only came towards George, yeah, but also came to me. I also can't imagine, I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky that, that the hate towards me uh-huh. and you yeah. is very minimal. You yeah. know, we don't get, I, you know, I don't know, and I'm sure it's bound to happen, but, you know, I am very emotional and I, and I do take things personal. And I don't know, man, I mean, you, you, you got to feel for George because... I can't imagine the constant dealing with all the mudslinging, dealing with the fuck you and you suck and, you know, uh, yeah. sell out. And, you know, it, man, it's rough, dude. I mean, we're lucky enough where I saw where someone chimed in on something because we, oh, we were talking about the Google reviews and 
on that episode, someone commented, like made a crappy, shitty comment. And people regularly, the people who love you, love you. And I get that love as an extension. I'm very fortunate. And they will chime in. Like, we don't have to say anything or comment because They'll they're great yeah. about, you know, no, but, squashing look, it. I, my, you know, I'm all about trying. I try hard. Yeah. I try hard to be a good person. I try hard to do the right thing. I try, try, try. And I think always good intentions. Always good. I always try to have good intentions. I mean, sometimes, sometimes my emotions get the better of me, but, but I always try my temper. You know, I don't think that, that there's a, a, a better way to put my life. I just try. Yeah. I try to be better. I try to be good. I try to be a good father. I try to be a good husband. Do I always succeed? The answer is no. Yeah. But I try and I think people see that, you know, in me. And, and also, man, I got love for people. I love human beings and I love, I love for people to succeed. And I love, and, and again, I've also learned in my life that one of the most important things is forgiveness. Yeah. I have learned that if you can learn to forgive, truly forgive and move on, that your life's better. Holding on to bad yeah. energy does no good. And, and I was, as you know, very grumpy and very angry. And I hated fucking, how come this guy gets that? And how come this guy gets that? And when am I going to get my chance? And, and F that guy. And that guy's not as good as me. And that guy doesn't deserve this. And, yeah. and once I let that go, and once I forgave, I mean, I'm good. Yeah. You know, I, I, I forgive George. You know what I was just realizing yeah. as you were saying that you, you were in LA, you did the podcast and then you were in Oxnard. And I feel like something about when you go to LA for your mental health is very toxic. I hate LA. And I think, no, but as you, I just had a moment where I was like, why is LA so toxic for him? What is it? And as very, you were talking about this, a like, sad person. that, that feeling that you were describing and that resentment and that anger, I feel like that's very much associated with, with yes. LA. I was a, I was not a happy person. I was, it was a constant struggle. I didn't have, um, the Texas guy. I didn't have the open fields. I didn't yeah. have. Um, my family, which is very important. But struggling you know. breeds that, you know, like you were at that place oh. in your career and I feel like struggling, oh. struggling breeds, breeds resentment. Well, but in, and in, and also in stand up comedy specifically, it's such, so competitive. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, everybody is, is clawing and scratching and there's only so much stage time. Oh, trying to get stage time. And you know, it, it, it was LA for me was a very, very tough time in my life. Yeah. You know, because I was struggling, because I was working hard, because, you know, I, I didn't know, and, and again, no safety net. Yeah. So I didn't know if I was going to survive. Cost of living is it. crazy. Cost of living is crazy. And, and thank God you came into my life because I think um, you were that light of happiness for me that led me to start becoming who I am yeah. Being confident of being who I am. And just laughed at the jokes, baby. And, and laughing and having a good time and starting a family and all of that stuff yeah. is what I think pulled me out of it, you know? And, and I do have comedian friends that, you know, and I'm not going to name any names, but they're very depressed and they end up in, in therapy and they end up, you know, um, committing suicide. They end up on drugs. They end up, and, and, and it, it makes you realize that that when you are living in that constant 
I got to compete. I got to win. I got to get that next thing. Comedy is everything. You, you went on your road and forgot to love something else. So now the only thing you love is comedy and comedy will never, ever fill it all. Yeah. Right. I'm lucky that I have a wife. I have kids. I have, I have people that I love and care about. And yeah. it was funny cause I was talking to uh, Edro. He came to visit, um, at the Oxnard Levity Live. Uh-huh. And he goes, uh, he's, how you been, man? I said, I've been good, dude. I said, uh, you know, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm starting to coach jujitsu on Mondays and I coach little league on Tuesdays and then jujitsu, jujitsu again on Wednesday. And then, um, baseball on Thursday. <laughs> of course he's single, no kids. He goes, that sounds fucking horrible. <laughs> right. But in my heart, I didn't want to tell him because he'll never know. It's not horrible. He might not. He it's, may me know. You don't but, know that he'll never know. No, it, it, no, it, he will someday if he has kids. Yeah. He will know. But right now I can't explain it to him because he won't understand. Yeah. You know, much like, you know, Kyle, when he'd be like, I don't get it, dude. You know, I remember him saying, there's no fucking way I'm going to Paw Patrol on ice. Yeah. And I go, yes. He was an opening comic at one point. I go, I go, yes, you will. And you'll love it. And he goes, there's no fucking way I'll love. I go, it's not, you're not loving, Uh -uh. you're not loving the show. You're loving the look on your kid's face. Uh-huh. That they are making when the characters walk out on the yeah. stage, when they have their little bucket of popcorn in their lap. When, when your son looks at you and goes, You're the best dad, you know, those are the things um, that are beautiful, you know. And, yeah. and for me, I had a really special moment last night, um, worked very hard to get my blue belt and get on the mat. So yeah. I just started doing that. So yesterday I was on the mat as Garrett was ranking up. Yeah. I wasn't in the stands. I wasn't taking pictures. I was in that class working with the students and I was on the mat with my son. Yeah. You know, and to me that I just had a moment of like, wow, man, this is, this is awesome. So no, it is not terrible and it is not boring. It is, and and man, there's, there's a little bit of me that goes, Fuck, what did I have before? <laughs> How did we like, fill our time before this? I think we watched more TV. <laughs> yeah. I've played a lot of Modern Warfare on Xbox. Um, but but it, it was really cool. Oxnard was a, a huge success. Yeah. I'm very excited about... Um, the, it was kind of a last minute addition to the calendar. and it. Yeah, we, we were actually holding the date piece. We didn't know if we were going to do Vegas or not. And then... Well, Vegas isn't going to work for that date. So, you know, we were able to, to do Oxnard, sold out every single show. It was absolutely amazing. Uh, you know what? And, and Oxnard, I remember because we were there with you, what, like a year ago, maybe? And um, so many people in Oxnard, they're like, this is the sixth time I've seen yeah, you. So this is like, you know. And then, you know, I was, I, you know, because of the freeze, I didn't see Chief. I didn't do jujitsu. And then, um, so I had gone almost two weeks without you know, uh, working out training and, uh, my friend, Chris Bale, uh, comes in who uh-huh. is a professional. I was going to say, you got to catch me up to he's speed. A, he's a professional fighter. Okay. And he fought in the USC. Now he's fighting, um, below USC, but still a professional fighter. Is it UFC or UFC? UFC. UFC. Okay. Um, so he, you know, he comes in and I'm like, I sent him a message. I'm like, dude, can I work out with you? 
he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm working out at my gym. Come to this gym. Uh-huh. You know, you can work out with me there. I'm like, I'm on my way. So I got to, you know, work out and train with a, with a UFC uh, fighter. As a matter of fact, um, he got 2014 knockout of the year. Uh-huh. But you meet this guy and, I, you know, he He fights. seemed like a little guy. Like he was not. He's a little Why guy. Why do you say that? But, but <laughs> he's a very deadly man. But, uh-huh. but yes, you meet him and he's kind of, you know, he only weighs 138 pounds right yeah, now. Yeah, and the photo you took and, with him, he's like smiley. He oh, looks like a dude, chipper little guy. He's so positive and such a good dude. And, and you know, I took Jake with me and Jake was like, that guy? That, like that guy? You know? Yeah. And then Jake sees us on the mat. He's like, holy shit, that guy. Right? Yeah. But it was also cool. The gym I was at was all people becoming pro or pro. Yeah. Women included. Renee. The way that they train, they're just training yeah. and it is brutal. You know, we, I mean, here we're all friendly and, and uh-huh. yes, we train hard, but we're not, we're not trying to hurt anybody. We, and they're not there to, for learning. They're not trying to hurt anybody either, but the pressure and, and the way that they were rolling was like, holy crap. Yeah. You know, and, and I told Chris, I said, Hey man, I said, I hope I'm not interrupting your workout. He goes, dude, it's two o'clock. I've been working out since 6 a.m. Wow. Because my workout starts off at 6 a.m. I just finished to hang out with you. You're my break. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, but it was, it, was, it was awesome. And it was, it was really cool. And, and it was a really hard week. You know? and, and not because not because it's Oxnard. It's because I was away from my family for, for four days. Yeah. You know, missed you guys. Ready to come home. But front row, this girl... Um, Jennifer Martinez. Uh-huh. She's sitting in the front row, and she goes, I, "I have a, I have a gift for you and Garrett, or Delilah and Garrett." I said, uh-huh. "Oh my God, of course!" She's in the front row, we're on stage. Yeah. And I grab it. She goes, "I wrote a book." She says, "It's called Jimmy's sure. Pennies, right?" Yeah. Um, and Jimmy and I and Pennies. I told her, I go, I go, do you have kids? And she goes, "Well, she goes, I have an older kid." I go, "What inspired you to write a book?" And she said, "Well, I had a very rough childhood." She goes, I came from abuse. I came from a very, very poor home. She goes, and I collected pennies that I would find so that I could go buy things. Mm-hmm. She goes, so that's what inspired me to write this book. You know, and, and again, I admire, I admire anybody that has yeah. an idea. And, and fully executes and it. And executes the idea. And, and look, it's beautiful. Yeah. Right. Well, and she was so sweet. So she wrote us both a letter and she said she watches the podcast. Um, it's a beautiful book. And she said she was going to donate a dollar. Like so far, her the what she has earned from this book so far, she donated a dollar from each book to Helicopters for Heroes. Yeah, what a beautiful thing. Thank you so much. And, and congratulations. And I wish you all the success in the world. And I hope I hope people that, that have kids, because it's a great little book. It's beautifully written. Yeah. Um, and I hope kids, people that have kids, um, buy Jenny's pennies because good for her. And then in the mail, we get here. Show them what we got. Uh-huh. Don't show them Daddy Raymond's okay, yet. Okay, I was gonna say I love Daddy Raymond's. <laughs> Dude, Daddy Raymond's is awesome. By okay. the way, Aztec Chevrolet, we love you. We thank you. We appreciate you. Uh, Old Salt Coffee, delicious. Had it this morning. When I don't have it, I miss it, and that yeah. is the truth. I had, I had um, um, in. Uh, in 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 hotel room coffee uh-huh. and I'm like this is I want my old sock coffee so uh, and, and they're going to be a big sponsor of Helicopters for Heroes 
So I'm very, very excited. And of course, our friends at Pick Cherries. Yes. Um, thank you so much for your continued support. Um, oh, so look at this, dude. They made you. Here, okay. So thoughtful. It's it's Namesake Crafts is the name of uh, Tia and Gino's We got to stop place. giving people love, man. Like, we need to start getting paid for this shit. Um, it's awesome. No, but we love when people no, we make us stuff. Kidding. I'm like, this, the, they sent a book for the kids. This is the second book we've gotten for the kids. And I just thought, like, how cool that our kids also have a collection of books from people. But can I say, shows. you can tell that they were very thoughtful. Oh, for sure. They really did their research. They really made time and effort to to be really awesome. I mean, Helicopters for Heroes, it says my life in cool, all my specials, yeah. my phrase, you know, America's favorite. Okay, can I show Danny Raymond's? Dude, <laughs> and then this one fucking knocks it out of the park. Knocks it out of the park. It's a bite the leg cup. It's a bite the leg cup okay. for Danny Raymond. But, but hold you, on, I know, I know, I know. Okay, okay, I didn't know if you read the letter. I'm a little worried about Daddy Raymond because when he gets desperate, he might break the glass. No, you can't. Um, that Those are real pot leaves. Those are real marijuana leaves. I didn't realize that. I'm like even looking at it? it now as we're talking, like checking that, that out. But look, they laid them out perfectly. <laughs> they have the bite the leg They're for Daddy Raymond. They're perfectly in. That's too it's funny. It's so cool, man. It's and, too and funny. Again, guys, when y'all send gifts like this, man, it just, it, 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 it I, I always get emotional and people go, okay, we get it. You appreciate. I, I just, I do. Yeah. And I just can't say it enough. Like the, all of this is overwhelming and all of this is awesome. Yeah. And all of this, like it just. And I'm so excited to give it to Daddy Raymond. Thank you. I, I can't either. <laughs> and, and when you have cancer, now they can prescribe him weed. And now he can smoke in front of your mom I'll and be like, to, hey, Mary, Mary, it's it's for my cancer. Mary. I'll tell him it's, to take it when he's sitting in the chemo right, chair. Right. Um, but we made another week. Yeah. We did it. Um, man, Garrett gave me the biggest hug. And, and Delilah was just crawling all over me. And, and you know, I missed those guys. And, you know, it's a bummer because, you know, it's already going to be Wednesday. And I have to leave Thursday. But next week after that, I'm doing Bryan College Station. And I don't have to, I'm going to get home on Sunday, Super Bowl at Jake's house with my dad. And then I'll have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and most of Saturday with my family. So yeah. I will just go, I'll probably end up leaving like at four o'clock, Bryan College Station, do the show Saturday night, do the show Sunday night, and then um, uh, come back. So, yeah. you know, yes, this week's a little short. And it's only three days gone, but next week's going to be great. And then the week after that's going to be my favorite weekend of the year. And that's Helicopters for Heroes. I can't wait. We're doing so well. I mean, I, I, I'm just, I get, I get anxious. I'm so excited. Yeah. You know, it is, it is good bro time. Yeah. It's, it's a well, good. It's the culmination of a like year <sighs> of raising funds and celebrating all that work and, and, and hanging out with, with friends that we only see there sometimes. I know that, that Rick and, and Terry are, are, are going to come out there, man. Old salt coffee has laid out the red carpet for, um, um, for helicopters for heroes. Yeah. And I just, you know, and, you know, we have been working hard. To, we got those coins. You know, we, we've, we, we have a bunch of them. I'd like for people to, to uh, order um, coffee on a subscription so we can send you the coin. But I was, you know, and I'm, I'm saying this out loud because I know Rick, producer Rick's there. Rick, I'd also like to take some to Helicopters for Heroes for those guys. Um, 
you know, so kind of do, do yeah. that, but super excited this weekend. I'm in PA. Yes. And then you're bouncing around Pennsylvania and like, all like crazy places like flying bar yeah. reading. I'm very excited. So yeah. you look beautiful as always. I forgot to tell you. Oh, thank you. you look beautiful. I got wet hair. Um, I didn't have time today. And I know, I know that maybe my sister Lisa won't see this on her birthday. Today's her birthday. Uh-huh. Um, but I do want to wish my beautiful sister who one of the most kind people yeah. in the world. And I love her dearly and her love and patience for my kids is just absolutely beautiful. And I yeah. just wanted to give, give her a shout out. Cause sometimes I don't talk about her yeah. as, as much because she's very quiet and she's very reserved and, and she kind of does her own thing. So I, you know, me and her, um, I, I've just grown to appreciate her yeah. for the love that she has for my kids and my family and Lisa have a beautiful birthday. I love you. Happy birthday. Um, and, oh, I didn't tell you, dude. I ready what? for this. What? Timmy and I walk into the airport Thursday morning. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. And I hear Steven. It's fucking Lisa. Your sister. Lisa? Yes. It's, she doesn't fly. What's she doing in the airport? It's Lisa Roland and Lizzie. I'm like, what's up guys. And they're like, oh, we're going to see Raina in Rhode Island. Raina's going to be there for two weeks. And Lisa was like, I have to see my daughter. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> so I, I got to chat with her. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you doing here, dude? Right? Like, I would have never guessed you were going to say ever. that. Uh, so I forgot to talk about, uh, about um, that. But <laughs> it was, I was like, what are you doing here? And you uh, usually fly to Austin, not San Antonio. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah it's one of those like, what the fuck? Yeah. And which, by the way, you know, they're, they're such rookie travelers, you know, uh-huh. I go, I go, Oh cool. What time's your flight? They're like, Oh, in three hours. I'm like, <laughs> like well, we wanted to get here early and make sure, uh-huh. you know, dude, yeah. I roll up the way I do it is I roll up. I, we check the merch bags. Uh-huh. I'm walking through security and I'm pretty much walking onto the plane. Yeah. There's usually like five to 10 minutes of, cause I have it down so well yes. of the way. Uh, Except when something goes awry with the kids, and then we're all like, "Yep," and it is also and sweating. It is also Grandpa Joe's birthday coming up. My dad, yeah. man. So I, I got to figure out. I want to do something um, cool and special for him for his yes. birthday. Uh, I haven't had a chance to discuss it with you. I know. Well, no, I asked you, and I asked you. I said, "Like, let's plan something. Let's do something." Or is he going to be grumpy about his birthday the way you are? And you were like, "I don't know. Let me talk to him." But I got to talk to you about it. Okay. So, you know, I want to do something really cool for him and, and, you know, special. Yeah. So we will see, but, um, man, life is good. Yeah. And I don't want to come on this podcast and, and sound like, you know, we're here complaining or anything. I didn't think we complained. Life is, life is good. And, and we're very happy and, and excited about, um, I'm super excited. The power came back on. Oh my gosh, dude. And <laughs> that was another thing, man. I, and, and there's, uh, you know how you have mommy guilt? Uh-huh. I get it. Yeah. Like you have mommy guilt when it comes to, oh, I should be doing this with my kids. Uh-huh. I got daddy husband guilt with the, I should be there. <laughs> I'm the man of the house. Like, you know, yeah. like I, I got that like, man, should I go? You know, and, and again, of course. What do you do? You know, of course we have the ability to go to um, a hotel. Yes. Right. So. The kids I, and I were safe and comfortable. And you're such a strong woman and you're so capable. And, but I also think that that has a lot to do with the fact that our entire relationship, I abandoned you on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I 
not abandoned. But I will say that that I also believe, I truly believe that that is part of the secret of our success is that that we do get to miss each other. Yeah. You know, and I think that couples that are together every day all the time, you know, you, you don't you don't know what you got until it's gone. Yeah. Right. So I don't know if we could work together if you were also home all the time. Well, but we've, we went through that through COVID us together yeah. all the time, man. We, I'd be like, I'm gonna go sleep upstairs. Fuck off, dude. <laughs> I, I can't do it with you right now. Yeah. You know, but that's also human nature. You're yeah. not supposed to be with somebody oh, 24 hours a day. You know, Lori yeah. needs to go to work. Gabe needs to go to work. Yeah. And then that we go, how was your day? I missed you. Let's hang out. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, yeah. but if you're with them all the time, like I don't fucking miss you. <laughs> I know how your day was because I was there. <laughs> And I could give a shit what you have to say right now. Yeah. You know, so um, Jenny's pennies, guys. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. Uh, we love you guys so very much. Thank you for, for the, the continued support and love. And, and yeah. uh, again, we live a beautiful life all because of you guys. So thank you so much. Uh, don't be shy with the gifts. We like alcohol, <laughs> whiskeys. Uh, what do you like? Ask for a gift, honey. We no, watch your mouth. Um, I like you. when people make rude comments and other people tell them to shut their mouth. That's yes. a gift enough. Shut I'll take your that. Mouth. Yeah. Oh, and, and and real quick, I just wanted to uh, um, throw a shout out to Miss Brazina. Did you see she sent me a message? No. So I grew up with Miss Brazina, mm-hmm. and and her daughter Kim was in my class. Yes, we were high school uh, friends in yeah. same class. I went know. to school with the younger brother. Yeah. Um, but Miss Brazina, such a sweet lady. Yes. She was always a substitute teacher. She'd always come out and, and just, she helped at my dance recitals. She was a very nice lady. Yeah. Is, is a very nice lady. So apparently a bunch of them, cause I know, I think Kim lives in Bryan college station. Uh-huh. So a bunch of them have gotten tickets and then they added two more. So Miss Brazina hits me up. Is it too much? And or four more, uh-huh. is it too much? And I'll buy them. And can you make room for us? And mm-hmm. I said, you know, Miss Brazina, substitute teacher you took care of us when we were kids you put up with our bullshit i got you yeah so i just want to tell miss brazina that that it, you know all the hard work you did and all the stuff that you did for us is so kids, kind and patient kind and patient it, and did, it, it didn't go unnoticed and i'm happy to give you these tickets so miss brazina big shout out to you too thank you guys so much we'll see you next time